to lift your spirits with Dina Marie every Friday here at 1150 AM KKNW. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Good morning, Benny Mathers. Hi there, Dina. Welcome to Friday again. <laughs> Friday again, because you were, I was in the studio last week, but yep. I'm at I'm on Woodby Island right now. So I'm going to invite everyone to come out to my event September 17th, which is tomorrow. Uh, 12 to 4 Bayview Cash Store, which is in Langley, Washington. Uh, we have sound healing. We have a yoga. We have uh, um, acupuncture. And then I'm going to do my Chakras 101. And I'll be doing little chakra readings in between. But this is our open house that we were supposed to do March 2020. <laughs> so here we are. Take the trip up to Langley. It's a good little ride. Uh, the girlfriend and I did that a couple years ago. And it's a nice little ferry jump over and just enjoy the, the area up there. And Langley, you can spend the whole day just here with the beaches and Certainly can. Uh, downtown itself. So, yeah, yeah, I love it here. And I'm I'm back in the saddle doing my healing work. And that song is Steve Bonnell. And he was the East-West uh, event coordinator for years. Uh, they sponsored Seattle Natural Awakenings. They sponsored the show. And he was on. He was coming in, but he was late. Um, and that, that song is called Rust Insured. But he um, was coming in late. And so I said, Benny, run out and get Steve. And I was with Neil Donald Walsh. I was interviewing him. And so you came back with a man and a kid eating donuts. <laughs> so we're going to tell the story then. All right, go for it. Yep, I want you. <laughs> I have to. So and I was. The story was. Yeah, I yeah. was. I was instructed to go get a gentleman named Steve, and and I just happened to run out in the lobby, and there was a gentleman there named Steve. And I'm like, cool, Steve. We're waiting for you. So I bring him and his son conveniently at the same time back to our studio. I plopped them down in the studio, and you're like. Looking at me, looking at him, looking at like there was some confusion, <laughs> and I'm like, "That's him." And he's like, "That's not Steve." I go, "Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a different Steve that was waiting in the lobby for another show that we have here." And I'm yeah. like, "Wow, <laughs> enjoy your donuts. Let's take you back out. Let's go back yes, to the they lobby." They were ready to be there. on, and I had no idea who they were. So I have yeah. to say, there's a couple things that stand out in eight years, and that that was one of yeah. them. So, but having Steve on. Later on, yeah. It was definitely a one to remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I um, have Kasara Deline doing uh, True Health, and she's doing it on the third, fourth Friday of the month, and she had a guest on. And I was actually at the gym listening. <laughs> I'm like, I have to meet this woman. So mid-show, I text Kasara. And um, joining me this morning is Tanya Swan. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning, Dina. Thank so you the for first having me. Yeah, we you were on the Mantha Mitchell show with me, which was a lot of fun a couple weeks ago. I can't remember August. 
Um, but yeah, I, I just felt um, kindred spirits. Whatever you were saying resonated with me so deeply that I, I needed that because sometimes I, I feel or sense things and I don't get validation from the people I'm around. And just meeting you has been such a joy. So uh, tell the listeners what it is that you do. Well, I do primarily hypnotherapy, working with uh, life between life, especially that's my love passion is to take people to heaven, to where they go between their lives. And so that's what I do. And I do some of the past life in preparation for that. A lot of fun. And I write books. I'm an author. So I've written Heaven and Earth, How It All Works, about my experiences as when I was young at 11, where I was taken to the heaven world about 360 times. So I got a really good look at it. And so the book is me trying to let people know what I saw, give them an idea. And I, I got the book and I met you in person Friday in Issaquah in your office. And um, I gave you Aura's Angel, but I could not put your book down. <laughs> so I read it. I read it at the gym, got, got through it, but so many, we, we just resonate from even past lives to now, even our, our childhood. Res- yes, yes our- lots, of, lots of coincidences that are the same. <laughs> yes. and, and I gave you, Soul I sisters. you my, yeah, I sent you my book, but it, I, you, cause 11, it was a, a big time for you. And I start my book with think good thoughts, not bad. Life is too short for feelings of fear and hate. And when your life is over, you'll be able to say, I lived a life worth living. Dina Marie, 11 years old. <laughs> I mean, my daughter's even quoted me when she did her um, senior project on that. But those are the thoughts I was thinking at 11. And, yeah. and no one was telling me <laughs> to think that. So, yeah. yeah. When's the first time you knew in your heart that there was more than just what you saw? Well, I, I kind of talked to what I thought was God all my life from the time I was born. But when I was baptized and they put me under the water, I found myself in another world. And I didn't know what it was. And there were beings that were all around me and they were so peaceful and loving. I'm like, they're not human. These guys are amazing. I was felt just filled through my whole being with this love. And I was like, just wondering who they were I had no idea and at a certain point I kind of went back into my mind and I got startled that these things were talking to me that I didn't know what were and then I jumped up in my baptism (laughs) and everybody gasped because you're not supposed to jump up out of the priest's arms but I did and after that they kept like coming around me and I didn't know what they were still but I could feel them I couldn't see them but my sister who's very clever she could see them and so she and I were like, what are these? We called them them because we didn't know what to call them. And they just kept coming to visit. And so we decided we would test them. So we would try different topics to talk about. And we talked about God and angels and revolution. Interestingly enough, those three topics, they would come really close to us. And if we talked about anything else, they would go back and away from us. And so we learned really quickly what they liked. And I thought, well, it must be good spirits because this is what they like or good things. Except the revolution one. I could never understand what kind of revolution we were talking about. And I've been wondering lately if it it isn't a real one. But I was thinking it was a spiritual revolution. And I'm hoping to be part of that and help people to integrate more fully with the other side and not just have what they have in the physical side of life. Because especially when people lose someone and they go to that other side, 
they feel like they're disconnected, like they can't have them in their life anymore. And that's a lie. And I want people to know that they can connect. And you and I talked about doing some type of a, a get together, a workshop or something about helping people to make that connection. Cause I just think it's so important. And, and I'm going to be writing a book about that. And, and here we are. I just, yes. it's been calling to me because my Ors Angel coloring book, uh, you know, my, my, my grandma was distraught when she lost her baby. So her energy was low. She had low spirits, yet she knew before she had conversations with God and she always felt guided. And uh, when she got so depressed, she couldn't lift her spirits and the angels couldn't come through. But at the end, she goes out and plays with some kids and it takes her mind off of the day is what I wrote. But then that's when things started to happen. And she saw an angel and she was put it, you know, and she was comforted. And it, she never felt bad again because the angel showed us that we're light. We're light. We are light beings, you know, and it's, it's super important to expand our light and to be around people that are uh, kindred spirits where you feel good. And you're right. Then you get the uh, synchronicities and, and that intuition and the aha moments. So that's what I would love to do a workshop with you. Just getting people to reignite their upper chakras, crown, third eye, throat and heart and reconnect with what we call angels. Absolutely. And one of the points in your book was really important for people. And that is that uh, people told her grandmother that her baby was going to be in some type of, I guess, Bardo kind of a place. It wasn't going to heaven. That's an out and out lie. I'm sorry. I've been there 360 times and there is no way that presence that you know over there as God would do that. A baby is an innocent being. It will go straight to heaven. Yep. And I've had... I've even had the question of, you know, people that take their lives. And I, in Kauai, I had a young man. He was, he's played, um, I, I live Kauai. It was a beautiful song. And two months later, because of pharmaceuticals and the things that they forced him to take, he took his life. And my next trip back, there was so much that he said to me about that, that no, yeah. no, he was in pain. It wasn't even his fault what was going on. And, and so I believe that even in those circumstances, we still are embraced in the light. Absolutely. Everybody, even if they commit suicide on purpose and they didn't have a, a great reason for it, then they will go straight up to heaven. But a lot of times they send them back pretty fast or they encourage them. You don't get sent exactly. They encourage you to re-embody right away and face your tests, whatever they were, with more support, kind of rewrite the script in a way where you have more support. And that really helps. And, and I did that actually in my last life where I kind of checked out early I actually got somebody to kill me but I invoked that and when I I was out for quite a bit so I didn't have to come back because I didn't purposely take my life but if you do you know it's just about they don't want you to get the idea that you can just check out anytime they want you to face your tests and pass them and find a way and so they'll send you back a lot of times earlier than you would have Normally. And that's where we had that in common, where we have these young kids who bounce back right away, who are yeah. soldiers in yeah. Vietnam, especially Vietnam. I have some Korea, Korea uh, vets, but they, you know, they come back and they have these horror stories at eight. Oh, yeah, terrible. And, and that's when the hypnotherapy and the, you know, just believing in past lives and having a conversation with them. It was last week we told that story about Nate and now he's a musician and but back then he was talking about past lives and they were going to medicate him, you know, so he, they didn't. And now he thrives and he plays music. Yeah. 
And so that's how spiritual understanding can really make a difference for people in their lives, especially about their past lives and what's happened and why they're feeling the way they are, which sometimes they can't explain why they're having these feelings and these events happening to them that are very disturbing. And they relive it and in, in not even maybe know what they're reliving. Some people do it in their sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, dreams. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We need or, to be educated on terrors. I've dealt with oh. that several times. So yeah, it comes back up, this stuff just kind of resurfaces, but once they get to do some hypnosis or some other things that bring them to spiritual understanding of their life and what happened to them, then they can change in the present. It's no longer having a grip on them that it had before. And that's that's why I see my job as helping people reconnect to who they are really, not just this one event that happened to them. Because people think that they're, because they're in this life, they think this is the, the whole thing. This is a page in your book. And when you leave your body doing the hypnosis or when you die, you quickly go to that understanding that there's this whole book, this whole other part of yourself that's pages and pages of, of history, and that you're so much more than this one life you were just in. When I think a hypnotherapist or a parent or anyone who listens, because if someone's going to tell you you're making it up or it's all in your mind, they're going to try to block it. And that's where the third eye gets closed. And they, you know, eventually yeah. they will have night terrors. But if you have someone to say, so you talked to an angel last night, what did they say? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Parents are more and more open. I know when I was 11 and the one voice kept talking to me and eventually taught me how to hold the space between waking and sleeping and go to the heaven world with him all those times. You know, I really, really loved that, but my mother didn't understand it. And when she finally caught me doing it after a year, she made me stop it. Even though she took me to a psychiatrist, and this is really funny, Dina, because my um, the psychiatrist is listening to everything I had to say, and he's eating every word. And I can tell by the way he's reacting to me that he knows this information. So he must have had a near-death experience. But he's a psychiatrist, so he can't say that. So he just tells my mother, she's fine. She's having perfectly logical, linear thought. It is not like schizophrenia or anything like that, where it's totally illogical and and all messed up. Um, But she's fine. She just has a good imagination. Don't worry about her. (laughs) We have a great imagination. Yeah, but my mother didn't get it. She didn't understand. And so she made me quit. She, She just made me promise not to go there. So I could still hear him. I didn't promise not to listen. I promised not to go to that world. So I was able to keep contact with them all of my life. But my mom didn't get it. But parents now are different. They're opening their eyes and the young people too. A lot of them, like where I used to work at Spirit Journey, a lot of young people would come in and they're open. They know this stuff. They come in with it. That's why I love working with children. I, I had a groups at oh. uh, 16 year olds, 16 year olds in Snohomish after school. Cause Friday they got out early. We, we meet at a coffee shop and those kids are still in my life, but it, they, it's like they, they're remembering. They already knew it. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, it helped yeah. them at home. It helped them at home when they were struggling with parents that weren't quite open. Yeah, it really does help. And I have to kind of laugh sometimes at the dynamics that we choose because we choose what we're going to do before we come here. And yesterday I was working with a gal and she was saying, you know, her parents were so different than her. She was so much more spiritual and they were just basically not. And they were alcoholic and all this other stuff going on. And so she and I did some testing and what came up was that her parents were younger souls. So they were like ones or twos and she was like a three, which is getting into the spiritual side of life. And so she had volunteered to come and help them. 
oh god yes i always see that the parents yeah then, it happens they a fight, lot fight it the whole time <laughs> they fight it they come in they say why did you give my daughter a voice you know if, if she was interviewed at the paper and she said she said now that i'm with dean i feel part of the community and i'm not depressed anymore mm-hmm. and so because i help they volunteer with me and he goes i if you would have said she was gonna be the paper i would have told her what to say <laughs> But it was one of those things like she was needed a voice and yeah. through the years he thanked me, but it was, it took a while. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Helping people find out the whys is really fun. You know, why am I with this person? Why did I choose this experience? And some people, you know, when you're up there, it's really easy to plan a lot of things to do and your friends and you are all together and your families and you are trying to figure out what you want to accomplish for what you want to learn, what you want to deepen in yourself. And as you're doing that, sometimes you just get a little overzealous because <laughs> your sister wants to do this and you're like, oh yeah, I'll help you with that. And, and then somebody else wants this and you're like, I'll help you with that. And then you're like, oh, I could do this. Like, then you get down here and you go, what did I do? I volunteered to do all of this stuff and it's a lot harder on earth than I remember. I think that's what I was zealous because yeah, we, we get my, that way. <laughs> yeah, my, my life number is an eight, and it's like I, I have had the most Phoenix Rising events in my life where you just get crushed and then oh, rise up again, crushed, rise yeah. up again. And people are like yeah. now I'm just used to it, and I'm 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 in a zone where I just don't want to be crushed anymore. I think my muscles and wings are super strong, so yeah. I think that's why I'm attracting my my soul family again. You 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 know, that's so I wonderful. can have a vacation here for for the rest of it, and not be so yeah. zealous. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, those things do strengthen us the more that we learn. And as far as we're, as souls, as we go along, as we get more um, practice on earth, you know, there's no, they're not like worse souls, they're younger souls. So you think of like the kindergartners are, are the ones and twos and the threes and fours are more like they're in college and fives are graduated from earth school. So when you get those really young ones, we have to understand that it's not that they're bad, it's they just don't get it yet. And as we've, you know, they don't understand how to make things work, how to, like we do at around three, we start to really go, hmm, I don't have to do the lemon, I can make the lemonade. How do I do that? How do I change this up? How do I manifest what I want and not just let life push me along? So well, yeah. we just get better and better at it to where that when something comes at us, we're like, mm, how do I do with this? What am I learning from it? What do I want to do with it? Okay, let's do that. I, I work with a young man who's super <laughs> OCD, ADHD, and lovely. And he's just, he said, Dean, I just see things and they come through. He doesn't know it's crown shocker, but I see things that other people don't see. He says things that are profound. I mean, things that just, but of course they medicated him. And, and he's been on the show when he was doing really well talking about that, but his sister just lost the baby at five months and uh, everybody's just, just totally could not believe this happened. And he goes, she decided to learn through loss in this lifetime. Beautiful. And it reminded me of what you said in your book, you know, it's like, God, it was so, it was so perfect. Cause she's like, that's, I guess what I'm here to learn, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and if you take it as a lesson and remember this is all an illusion. This whole place we're on on earth is all an illusion. It's not real. And we aren't in our real selves. This is only a trickle 30% usually of who we are. The rest is up there. So if we can keep the perspective of this is all, you know, just um, something we're doing to learn something and, and go with it and run with it. About, it's about so much 20, easier. <laughs> so, so I was uh, 18 and I was working at a daycare, Miss Dina, and uh, I got a box of books. 
a you know you we love the library but somebody mm. gave me a box of books the new, age, new age bookstore that was closing and it changed I me mean, god get, gave those books to me and it was like oh god i found myself i found myself yeah. everything r- related to what i believe like reincarnation and and you know, talking to angels or, or your higher self or whatever. And that's, I, I lived that way for quite a while. Then I'm I met years and I really saw past lives, like watching a movie and it explains why you have this issue with a person and what you're supposed to learn. Yeah. And then, and then I, my family became very heavy born again, Christian, and I had to give it all up or I was literally not going to be part of the family. And it was like, it was like being in hell, not being able to converse with my higher self or be myself, or talk about my dreams, I thought I was going to die. And it was my grandma who told me the Aura's Angel story that said, mm. you know what? You can do this, Dina. And, 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 and pearls to swine. That's what she said. Don't don't give your, your great uh, revelations to people that will poo-poo it, you know? And over the years, I learned just to be around people that, like you, like, and then they celebrate. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Although, with a lot of people, I find myself in the position of they have their set beliefs, uh, Christianity or whatever it is, and some of them will come in because they want to change, but some of them are still in this place, but I'm put into their life, and I find that I can help them to widen their view a little, but I have to take them just to that edge, just as much as they can handle. If I give them too much, it overloads their system, and they really can't handle it, but I find myself just giving that little little place where they can expand their narrow room. <laughs> yeah, I had a conversation with someone who has no, we have nothing in common, nothing. And when she crossed her arms and sat back, I knew it was over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are some of the cues, all right. <laughs> Try yeah, to get yeah. before that cue. But um, I think that a lot of times we're just here to help people to expand their consciousness just a little. And you can just love them. I have some Christian friends that I absolutely adore. And they're just not at that place of, of understanding. Uh, like, for instance, we were talking about angels, and I wanted to do some painting of angels. And one of these people is a teacher for me for um, painting. And he's just like, well, no, I just can't have you, you know, painting angels with me because I'm just not comfortable with that. And I'm like, that's okay. We'll just do anything else in God's kingdom that you want to paint. I'm happy with flowers and trees and anything else. And I'll go paint angels on my own. Yeah. And I told you, Larry Countryman, he's in, he's well known in Snohomish and he's an artist. And he was uh, volunteering at the Visitor Information Center, which was my job at the time, Main Street program. And he'd come in and he'd paint. And, and one day I'm like, I have this story, Aura's Angel, and I need someone to do the, the pictures. And he goes, what do you mean? angels and I said anyways so he goes, <laughs> he goes he took he took the story and he goes I will do this for you but I don't believe in any of it so it was like oh so I cool. know, but he did it and he you know you saw the book I mean he spent yeah. a lot of time on those pictures and there's one of me that looks really like funny but I don't know it's just it's it's magical and I do have most of my friends are Christian and we get along and I love it when we agree to disagree but we use the same yeah, word yeah, yeah yeah exactly or when you go Oh, wait a minute. We're saying the same things. We just use different words. Yeah. <laughs> I have that a lot with my girlfriend. We're walking every day. We, we walk and we talk about things and she shares from her perspective and I share from mine. And it's just really fun. Well, that open-mindedness. I mean, there's a lot of things when I first like Reiki, the word Reiki, I was like, absolutely not. I don't know what that is. Oh, it was the and same. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then when I, I, I learned it, I thought, oh my God, I'm home. This is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Is- it was like, uh, God, again, remembering that, that energy that you can't see. And so my favorite thing is a Reiki circle. When people come in, like it's a school teacher, she's invited 
and she's on the table and she starts crying and she says, why weren't, why aren't we teaching our kids this? Like you could feel love and, and you don't know anybody in the room. You're not even talking. And you've never felt, they, they call it a big hug because it's energy. It's God channeling love directly Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. And it's so interesting to me how our society kind of shuts people down a lot with all of this information. I think that a lot of people when they're younger, they really have experiences, but they get shut down by the people around them or they shut down because they don't have anybody to talk to about it. So working with children, that's a real service what you're doing there. I remember with my own son, he came to me when he was older and he said, eh, I'm not sure I believe in angels. And I looked at him and said, you mean that experience you had when that angel appeared to you when you were about 10 wasn't real? And he goes, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, maybe they are real. Yeah. <laughs> so if we can help people remember, that's a real well, and, gift. And my kids have all had that. You can't make this up stuff, all of them. And then when the rock game came along, you know, they were like, whatever, mom, would you read my friend? Because they were having issues in school. And for the, for mm -hmm. years, I read their friends. And now when they get the rocks, it's so funny because they'll just start putting them on the thing. And sometimes they're afraid of Reiki <laughs> because I will, they'll, something will come up and they'll tell me something that maybe I don't want to hear or something they need to tell someone. But the healer in me does a fine job with that. But the mother, you know, you have to find like a dis yes. detachment with that kind of stuff, but they, they can use it. And, and those kids I taught, they could walk into a room after a client left in the group, right? Cause after a while they could come to my office and they would see the rocks and go, that woman's really hurting. They wouldn't know her or see her, but they can see That's by beautiful. the shock or blocked. Yeah. So, and they all learned Reiki and I tried all my classes <laughs> out on them and one became a chef and he came out of the closet and his parents weren't happy with it, but now everyone's fine. And uh, another one, she's like a dancer and she's super lovely, went to massage school, but another one was on American Idol. I mean, she's Aww. a singer. She's been on my show lots of times. Um, yeah. The other one went on The Voice. Her throat chakra was always blocked, yet she's on The Voice. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Dina, what a uh, gift to be able to do this for people, isn't it? To well, help now, people. Now that do something can. that really means something with our lives. This thing of not being able to talk to people, you know, in person was really rough on me and the zoom wasn't working for me at Reiki. I tried a Reiki class on zoom. It's not the same. And mm -mm. so, yeah, I'm just really happy to be in a room with people and just experience that beautiful energy of love of light. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree with you with Reiki. I don't find that a zoom thing would work for that. It just doesn't, there's this connection of energies that just really hard to do over a zoom. Well, yeah, and we're both hip. We have way we could go back and just say we have so much in common. But the hypnotherapy, <laughs> the hypnotherapy part was uh, I really get a lot out of it. I really loved it. I still miss it, but it, it's so much work, you know. And yeah, it is hard work, and I, that's why I'm going to be retiring from doing the past life work. And Lawrence, so my associate, is going to be taking on all of that in my practice. I'm just going to do the LBLs. I just get to have the fun part and go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell people what you are going to do. I'm going to work more with uh, books. I want to get some books done, especially I want to do this one about how spiritual information helps people get over grief and loss. And we're going to approach that from different stories from my practice and from other things that I also know of from my life that will just give different ways that that has happened for people. And so that's Lots what I'm, I'm going to work on my next children's book. I write children's books. So I'll work on that and then just continue to do the LBL, the life between life work. And in what you website? workshops. And some What's your website? So people, oh, is it it's tanyaswan.com. Try to make everything easy. And the book, <laughs> Heaven and Earth, How It All Works. 
mm-hmm. I couldn't, I mean, it's so rare that I have a book that I cannot put down, but it was like me, <laughs> me. And I kept wanting to text you going, oh my God, we have so much in common. And then even <laughs> just, you know, it's kind of funny. You had a, a, a room that was kind of blocked off and you were by yourself. Mm-hmm. When I was your age, I would, this sounds crazy, but I would want to be in my closet and I would decorate with yeah. pictures and stuff and be in a space where I could, you know, it sounds weird, but I was keeping uh, my higher chakras tuned up. And I believe in past lives, we were um, either a priestess, a temple worker, and we were taught and tuned. And, and we, like, I was a hospice worker in a temple and I helped people cross over. And that was my job. So I could communicate with the other side very easily. But can I put my feet on the ground and pay my bills and have children and yeah. a relationship? <laughs> There's so, all that. Yeah. The root chakra is like always what I'm working on and making sure that I keep my feet on the ground. And, you know, when somebody's always feeding you and taking care of you and you're in a temple, it's so much easier than when you come here, like, wait, mm-hmm. I have to feed mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> I totally get that. Three embodiments as an aesthetic before I did the last one and this one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is more, it's much easier to focus on your spirituality when everything else is taken care of. Oh, yeah. And then- this is our test. We're going to do it as a working person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're, or, yeah. Or having children. Yeah, children. yeah, absolutely. I know, there's a word for that. I can't think of it, but in the Indian traditions of um, spirituality, there's the people that are the monks, and then there's the people that are the working people. And um, this is the test, I think, in this time is to be able to integrate. I love that integrate. Yeah, bring them, and that's why I like teaching the chakras because they're all important. When I was younger, I thought, "Ooh, the higher chakras are where you want to be because that's where you're psychic." No, 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 that worked for you. (laughs) No, it didn't work at all. I was crazy, you know. I was always running around. I was too. I was vibrating so fast that it was scary, you know. And yeah, no feet on the ground (laughs) doesn't work. Yeah, no. And the bottom line is, uh, that's what I came here to do, and I think you too is teaching. We're here to teach. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I love teaching. And I hope we teach together. That's my... Uh, I think that would be a blast. Let's do it. And I, I've been having, like, I have my Orange Angel coding book, and I always give it out to uh, hospice workers, and especially in Kauai. There was a mm-hmm. lot of kids uh, taking their lives um, when I was there. I know, young boys. Yeah. So it was very, very... Um, so unfortunate. Yeah. So I, I would drop off some books, and then what the one kitty goes I saw your books in the library because they would bring them to the libraries and and stuff like that but do a class on getting people to be able to lift their spirits communicate with people on the other side for one so that they can be their own medium and they can basically know that the their loved ones are they don't have a tangible body but they do have their spirits still in absolutely and angels I call them light beings I didn't know what that was. They were attuning me for Reiki one. And they said, they showed me who they are. Yeah. That's why you broke. Yeah. yeah. They showed me they're just people without bodies and they need us. They'll, they're an army that will work through us. If we're oh, absolutely. And a lot of times they, for me, they bring messages. So it's been really fun. I know the first one I ever saw was a, a kind of a, not bad. My aunt was um, probably in her forties and we were visiting her staying there for a couple of days and my sister and I both saw this thing following her we're like what is it she's my sister's like I don't know and I was like I don't know and the day after we left she died so it was the one that came to escort her home it didn't feel bad but it was just like what is that (laughs) oh yeah I've had thousands of people because I taught aerobics too as a teacher Mm -hmm. personal trainer and they'll say yeah my grandpa was passing and 
he said there were three people at his bedside mm-hmm. and they, you know, age, these are people who are non-believers or they start conversing. Oh gosh with family members and introducing yeah. each other <laughs> and yeah. they, they'll tell me and they'll say, don't ever tell anybody. And it was just so funny to know how many, like 90% of the people have had some type of uh, experience. They just yes. don't have anyone to talk to with, you know, yes, about it's that. true. I've often thought about having a group meetings with people to just come and talk about their spiritual experiences. <laughs> well, I had a man just bring his daughter to the, or his angel, uh, cause they've lost their grandmother and he was just driving, but he was sitting in the back listening and the, the class is almost over. He walks in and talks about this butterfly. And then everyone's talking about Aww. what happened with this butterfly the day she passed and how it wouldn't leave his shoulder. And yes. pretty soon he's crying. And I'm like, it was amazing. It was totally yes. amazing. Well, they use all kinds of things to get through to us. And sometimes it's really difficult for them to get through because of our grief. And we can't hear through our grief for, as well. But just getting and sitting, I tell people, just get to this place where you're sitting in love, because love is like instant mail in heaven. So getting to this place where you're sitting and loving them, and then they can come through easier, because it's an easier vibration for them to match. Beautiful. And I always say, get a picture when they're healthy. Mm-hmm. This is, Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. So many times they get that night, they'll put a picture up, kiss them and say, I love you or whatever. Yes. And, and say, show me a sign. And then they get this beautiful, you know, answer that I'm, they'll even say, I'm fine. I'm yeah, fine. that's most of the time that's what they come through with is they want the people here to know that they're fine. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but in our family, we set that up on purpose with roses. Everybody has a color of rose. They're required to send it to us after they leave. And everybody's done it. My daughter did it magnificently. She sent me 12 white rose buds, which is what she was supposed to send three days after she died. And from and somebody that I hadn't talked to in 25 years. And that's why I always uh, encourage young people uh, to do music art and be creative because that's how we keep yeah. those chakras open. Absolutely. You and are right on people, there. And be with people you can have a heart-to-heart conversation because mm-hmm. that's the altar mm-hmm. to all those beautiful chakras. If you are, like I was been, been around someone who's very abrasive <laughs> and I find myself pulling my heart in just to, to go into this room. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I couldn't get synchronicities. I wasn't getting all these winks from the universe and I had to pull away. Yes. And remind myself that I'm a good person and I deserve to be around lovely people. So I, you expand your light, right? So before you leave, expand your light and, and ask to be around kind, gentle, loving people. And then your, your world shifts. But we always get sent in too to help those who need to expand a little. <laughs> so, and hopefully yeah. that's not for long periods of time. <laughs> if I drop people, if I say, okay, this is a labyrinth. And I leave. They, they don't think I'm going to leave. They think I'm going to do it with them. And they always come out with something super profound. And I'm like, it's not me, obviously. It's them. And then they get their yeah. power back. I've had the most amazing, because um, I did do retreats here off and on mm-hmm. uh, for the last two fun. years. And I'll just leave them on the beach. And then I'll give, you know, the Reiki and the chakra reading. But just those that time in the woods mm-hmm. alone, yeah. they get perspective. So, yeah. Yeah, taking a time out. We get so busy. We keep thinking, 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 doing, 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 and we don't always take time out to connect. But it doesn't take much. I give people this little exercise, which is really fun. So you go to your heart energy, and then you just meditate on that heart, and imagine a light going from your heart up to your mind, and from your mind up to spirit, wherever your spirit is for you. And then just have that come back down and making that loop and just sit there and breathing into that loop helps them get reconnected. And you can do that for just a few seconds and it really helps. Well, breathing is always good too. Yeah, breathing is great. (laughs) Well, 
Tanya, I'm just so excited that our, our, our paths crossed in this lifetime. Me too. And I, I'm excited <laughs> for what's going to happen next. It's uh, Say your website one more time. It's Tanya, T-O-N-Y-A, Swan, S-W-A-N, at M-S, all right, dot com, sorry. And I invite everyone to get her book, Heaven and Earth, How It All Works. And look, yes. look out for us, because we're going to do something together. Woo! All right, thank you. Stay tuned. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Lift your spirits at Bayview Healing Suites on beautiful Whidbey Island. Bayview Healing Suites offers treatments in beauty, health, and wellness and is located at Bayview Corner, open seven days a week. Sonia Sushagani offers acupuncture and traditional Eastern herbal medicine that restores balance within your body, mind, and spirit. You can reach out to her to book your wellness and self-care session at goldenearthhealingarts.com. Take some time for yourself to relax at Bayview Healing Suites in Bayview Corner. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. So are you feeling down? Well, give yourself the gift of relaxation and better health. The Energy Genesis is a safe 360-degree healing chamber that uses a pleasant combination of light and sound frequencies to create a resonance of peace and tranquility. Within minutes, your body eases into a deep state of rest and begins to gently heal and reconnect to spirit. To learn more about Energy Genesis Therapy and all of its benefits, visit EnergyGenesisSeattle.com. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. I won't sit and wait and watch the world disintegrate. I'll go with my mind and try to find peace inside, sharing what I own. So I don't walk alone, leaving all the sand in search of the sugar lock. Every time I start, I stop to think it's one thing. I just find myself thrown in another dream. Every step is conscious. Each part must be
Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. And joining me is Stephen Bonnell. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Dina. Thanks for having me. I call you Steve, but it says Stephen, so that's where it came out. Well, I know. And it's, you know, no, no one spells my name correctly either. They always spell it with a V and it's a PH, but whatever. And then well, they go, Stephen? <laughs> that's, that's your song, Rust Insured. And I believe it was like two years ago that I got that song from you. Yeah. I, I know. But I finally re released it, did some new masters on it and I got to release it for my birthday this year which was July 2nd so yay yeah well I met you uh first of all you booked me a lot at East West Bookshop um that's, that's where I saw you first and then um we went to the yoga yoga for hope or something and you and I were sitting there by ourselves and I did a chakra reading and I said you need to do something creative because you're missing your throat chakra and you said you're a musician that is so true, and I appreciated that reading among so many other things that people had given me, but that one was very powerful and poignant is what it was for me, and it allowed me to understand my truth you know, more profoundly in that moment, and I was doing a lot of work for someone else at that point in time, but I wasn't doing a lot of work for myself, and it was very ironic, and um, I've always been a musician, and I always will be. But that was something that was kind of being locked up. So thank you for that. And I had no idea. No idea. And that's why I love the whimsical little rock game, you know, that I did with kids for years and years. And being yourself. That's And it's, it's I'm the same way. I'll run out and market everybody and then forget about what it is I came here to do. Um, and do you, why, why do you think that is? Well, you know, I think, um, and my wife is a, she is a healer, you know, too. And so I watched that cycle with her too and then she in the last year has been so much better about taking care of herself but I think uh some people call it the journey of the wounded healer you know where we run around trying to fix everybody else or make sure they're feeling comfortable um and then ultimately we've forgotten about ourselves and then we're out of balance we're the ones that need you know the help but hey we're here to learn yeah and and my book our energy matters it just popped into my head after the book was done I didn't know what to call it and it was a woman who gave so much you know she gave so much that eventually she passed and she was living on Camino and she wrote me this card saying your reading was spot on I'm a like a hostess 24 7 in a vacation home and I'm never on vacation um oh, wow. she, couldn't, she couldn't break herself of it and that's where the whole the book our energy matters the title came from and she was my teacher because yeah. at that time when I was doing Reiki I'm like I took everyone home with me you know and it's a it's a balance of you know love which is giving to yourself the heart chakra and to other people equally yeah and it's so a, yeah. yeah what do we do <laughs> I know I I think for those of us who are empathic and you know I look at my wife and she used to do this thing where she would get a pain in her knee and then she would see someone with, you know, who had just had reconstructive knee surgery. And it was that, you know, it was that to that level. And I was like, you have to do your protective work. You got to create an aura around yourself. And yes, you can let that love. She knows that it's not her love that's flowing through her. She's very aware of that. She's very aware of the higher source of it, but it's also one of those things where, I think, like myself, if you want to be a people pleaser, you know, sometimes things can kind of latch on to you. And we have to be 
we have to be better protectors of our own spirit, our own aura to let that love flow through, but not have it be double exterminated, you know, not coming back all the pain and the kind of suffering that other people have and they don't understand quite yet what they're doing with it. So, And that's what the two years taught me is uh, like I was working with four men and I'm the mom, right? Always feeling like the mom and the kid, the new kid doesn't bring food. And I'm like, oh, go to your place, make them lunch and bring it back. And the other voice is like, absolutely not. <laughs> this is this is your time to stop that behavior because you're right, it's our fault. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, music's been a cathartic healer for me and finally getting to get out and produce some of my own music. I finally have my studio the way I want it. You can see my guitars in the background and I've got my whole deck where the computer's sitting on. So that's been a journey too, you know, to even just make the space to be able to create beautiful things. And and then that's your your energy. Your energy will expand when you're playing music and and for fun too. I have some people that are forcing themselves to write because, you know, now the publisher is going to look at it or something. But mm. doing something just because it keeps you alive, really. Yes, absolutely. There's no deadline. There's no dates. I can put things out whenever I want. And uh, it's joyful. You know, it does. It keeps me refreshed and renewed. So, <laughs> and about six months ago, the spirit said me to me, "We need to have fun, Dina. Go out and have some fun. You know, whether it's with my grandkids, teaching them how to go across the bars, or dancing on the dance floor again. You know, just something, listening to music again, yeah, with a group of people that you don't know, and by the time you're done, you're best friends. That's it. Isn't that it? Oh, I love that very much. Well, and, and that's what music does. It brings us together. And at this, this crazy time, you know, no, that's what I, I, I thrive on. And that's when East West was the best. When we had that $5 class and you all had the same thing in common and you were brought together by a speaker. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm t- teaching tomorrow at Bayview oh. Cat Store upstairs. So Very it's crazy. been a two year weird thing for me, but <laughs> I did visit you and I went well watching. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You played music for me on the beach. Yes, we did. We did that last year. That was quite fun. And uh, gosh, Port Townsend is such a nice place too to be, um, especially during the storm and all of that, you know. But yeah, I feel very inspired, you know, and getting out of the city was such an important kind of evolutionary step for me. And I've got nothing against city. I have wonderful friends who are still there, but that energy is really like you were talking about earlier concaving you know and it just makes you tighten up so much but living out here you know for a couple years you feel such a grand difference (laughs) you know and you just want to keep expanding well and when when Nanda had the farm in Camino I remember you just like going Dina this feels good I like it (laughs) (laughs) exactly we're actually going to go visit those people actually this weekend so we're pretty excited about that and it's, it's, I don't know if it's the water or it's just nature. It's the greenery. And again, I still will go to Bellevue or something. And I, it's getting harder, you know, to, to drive in traffic and to be in that energy. But I'm glad I, I'm doing staging with my son. And like, he'll send me to Seattle or Alki or West Seattle, all these places. I'm like, it's good to get yeah. into it. Because then when you go home, you super appreciate slowing down. Island time, huh? <laughs> yeah, where you're at. Exactly. Island time. Very cool. So you have a new song. What's your new song? Well, my new song's called She's Holding On, and it's actually one of the first ones I wrote, and I wrote it for my wife, Melissa, and um, 
you know, it's our, it's our journey in the very early stages of courtship and, you know, her trepidation, which was totally right on, you know, for her life experience. And then my convincing her that, you know, I'm worthy. <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just, I was able to release that on September 6th, which is our wedding anniversary. So. Yay. So you got your birthday and then you have your wedding anniversary for songs. And then what's, how, how can people listen to your music? I'm on most major streaming services. Again, my name, like I said, Stephen with a PH and Bonnell's B-O-N-N-E-L-L. And I, I had two songs we played on the show before, but Rust and Short. Do you know some of the words you can tell us? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, the chorus is every step is conscious. Each part must be played. The end is the beginning. Each night will birth each day. Um, but I really do like the opening lines. I won't sit and wait and watch the world disintegrate. I'll start with my mind and try to find peace inside. Sharing what I own so I don't walk alone. Leaving all the sand in search of the sugar life. And I listened to that song for the first time on the beach. And I was like, I needed that a year ago. <laughs> I needed that <laughs> song, you know, that, that, that hope or that don't forget what this is, you know, this yeah. is just a training ground. It is. It's um, my good friends, uh, Narayan and Janet uh, had a song and it, they did more of a jazz kind of thing. And they said, we're here to learn stuff. You know, <laughs> we're here to learn stuff. Uh, <laughs> really really wonderful people and um a good message too they're you know infusing consciousness and you know not i don't know music is sacred and i think you can get a message across even if people aren't necessarily listening but it's great i've done a lot of music without words but it's great when the words come through their poetry that has meaning so i try to do that and i know narion and janet because yeah. he had your job and he had a radio show, the two of them on this station. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And I remember when he was doing the job that I ended up doing for eight years at East West. And uh, I was like, how's it going? He's like, hmm. <laughs> he goes to me, he goes, I messed up. I'm sorry. I double booked for this weekend. So now I'm going to give you three days instead of one. I'm like, I'm happy. <laughs> there you go. I got Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it was Valentine's or something. So it's all, yeah, good memories. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah too. That's you know, I feel super blessed. Um, I see, you know, here the sun is shining again. But I just think I'm seeing that I'm being reintroduced because I'm getting back to my healing work, to my tribe, to those people who have like been in my life. Um, but it is your energy, and you have to find things that lift your spirits now more than ever. And, and, and look up, that's, I'm doing these Zoom stuff, um, YouTube with Anthony Manna, and it's like, we always have this thing about looking up, because when I first started with him two years ago, he didn't look up, mm. he was trained to be a priest, and they literally told you to look down, you know, you were not to find your, your light, or to shine, or be bright, so music, art, creativity, get on the dance floor, you know, those kind of things. Oh, absolutely, yeah, we've got a great community out here that supports all of that and it's beautiful to see you know people come out and dance and I did a show on the uh, Port Townsend um, on one of the little piers you know a couple weeks ago and it was incredible because I kept you know I'll, I'll tend to look down when I play and kind of concentrate and put all my my focus here and then I'll look up to see the audience and it kept growing 
awesome. (laughs) So I'd look and then I'd open my eyes and look up and the audience was bigger. I said, that's cool. And if you play during the day, you have to let me know because I can get on the ferry, but they shut down so early. I can't do anything at night. So you have to let me know when you play again. I'll let you know. I had two days notice, so (laughs) it was on the fly. I'll jump on a ferry. Steve, thank you so much for being on the show. That's Stephen Bunnell, um, YouTube. Or, um, yeah, actually, I'm on YouTube too, Spotify, Apple Music, all of that good stuff. Yep, awesome. it's out there. Thank you Thank for lifting my spirits. So, we're going to end the you. show with Rust Insured and that Steven song. All right. Thank you for joining us. Come back next week for more people, place, and activities that will lift your spirits. I won't sit and wait and watch the world disintegrate. I'll go with my mind and try to find peace inside, sharing what I own. So I don't walk alone, leaving all the sand in search of the sugar lock. Every time I start, I stop to think it's one thing. I just find myself enthralled in another dream. Every step is conscious, each part must be Step is conscious, each part must be.